as of this broadcast, we mark the 18th year of September 11th. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, on Raider Cop Nation, high atop Florida's peninsula, broadcasting this very remorseful podcast, but that needs to be sent out the message of what never forget really means. Because too many people, too often, too many times are forgetting the sacrifice that happened on that day. A lot of people will remember a course of history by what they did on that day. On September 11th of 2001, yours truly was in bed because I had worked the night before to around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Can't remember why based on, it was based on an incident that happened on the night before shift and so I didn't get to go home when I was supposed to go home and it entitled a lot of explaining and a lot of writing and that's what I was doing. As I got home, you usually have a lot of hypertension and you don't want to go to sleep right away. You want to have a wind down period. For, for, for me, that was pretty long and lengthy as well. I was awoken by a fellow officer, which is no longer with us. He called me. I believe I missed the first call. And on the second call, I picked up the cell phone and I saw it was him calling. I was half asleep and I remember him saying, we're under attack, we're under attack. And I thought he was talking about my agency. It was a roller coaster ride right after that watching it live on the news. I turned on news to discover one of the towers of the World Trade Center on fire. And as I was speaking to my buddy, we were discussing that this had happened prior, that some nutbags tried to blow up the World Trade Center. So we were kind of debating amongst ourselves, was this some type of accident? You know, and a pilot really lost control and hit the side of the, the building. I mean, as astonishing as it was, we were trying to believe anything but the, what was going to be the truth. Only shortly after to discover the second plane hitting him, we knew that it, it was more than met the eye. It's a troubled time in Americans, America's history because we were attacked, but who in the world attacked us? Of course, today we, we can put somewhat of a face on who these individuals were. But back then it was very troubling. We did not know. We were confused. 
And during the course of the days and weeks and months that went on, people always had a message of we can never forget this. Only to learn now, 18 years later, how many have forgotten very quickly, especially our politicians. Today, we want to take the opportunity. We want to recognize those heroes that responded to 9-11 and to the victims, which are one of the same. You see, the heroes later would turn into victims in mass numbers. The tragedy took out a whole lot that one day. But shortly after, it started killing many, many more. Today, that attack continues to kill those responders, to kill those innocent victims that were in that building and the 90,000-plus volunteers that worked around the clock on the World Trade Center. What killed them was a lot of the materials that were in that building, those two humongous, gargantuan buildings came tumbling down. I, as a kid, remember the World Trade Center. Even as a young adult, I had eaten in a restaurant on the top floor of the World Trade Center called Windows of the World. Amazing, picturesque view from that top floor. And to know that that came tumbling down. It took uh, several elevators to get all the way to the top. Your ears would pop as you were rising up the elevator. The building was mammoth in size with various malls and places to eat on the first floor. It was a city within a city. Hundreds of thousands of people would be in that building. A train station stopped on the bottom of the building and the ability to move millions of people through there. So these terrorists decided to do this act, and it happened around 9-something in the morning. How many people would end up dying? How many people would end up giving their lives? How many people, how many families would suffer as a result of this one act? We're going to discuss that and much more. But, of course, if you want to get in contact with us, it's as easy as going to Raider Cop Nation. There, you can click on our website and you will navigate through the different types of episodes that we've had. There's a section up there that says uh, current and upcoming shows. We usually list the month's shows there, the first of every month, so you can see what's coming. And uh, we have a different series or, or platforms. We have the sidebar series that deals with politics. We have the training up series, which is training you as a law enforcement officer. 
We have roll call that deals with the day-to-day operations of law enforcement. Uh, We have, uh, of course, the uh, Wise Guy series, which is taking off leaps and bounds. People like to hear about um, bad guys, I guess, and what they have done and gotten away with and how law enforcement, of course, deals with them. And our last series that we have is Think Out of the Box. That series basically thinks uh, for management, law enforcement agencies, why do they do things so systematic year after year and refuse to think out of the box? How thinking out of the box can make a better agency and a better community. So we have those series as well. And, of course, uh, we always are a good supporter of our brother podcast, America's Few. And we encourage you now more than ever to get in contact with them because they are selling some uh, stickers. And uh, they're not uh, very costly. I believe 4 or $5 or $1 some stickers are. But you can uh, purchase them. They're for a good cause, and um, they're on the America's Few website. We will go ahead and link that on our show notes like we always do. Every month we always link America Few. Podcasts haven't rolled out of there, but soon they will be. And uh, now they have a new poster or new uh, stickers that they have. They're also developing some patches as well. So we encourage you to uh, hook up to our brother podcast, America's Few. Just like that, America's Few. And also, if you're looking for a good repair of your firearm, as always, we always, always support our supporter of guns, uh, gunship, and that's Pistol Pete's Guns. And we'll also have the link down there. Well... We've got a lot to talk about, so we're not going to really waste a lot of time because we want to get to the meat and potatoes. But before we do that, it's time to go to our Word of the Week. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and heal their land. I think more appropriate than ever, those scriptured words in Second Chronicle, chapter 7, verse 14, tell us, In order for God to have mercy on us, we have to have the ability to have humble spirit of knowing that we are a weak being and that a superior being can't bring salvation to our lives. As always, this subject is one that humbles me because how many first responders ran to the scene 
and never knowing that there was a secret, deadly, silent weapon that would take out hundreds, if not thousands of them. Of course, some died the day of the tragedy itself when the building collapsed on top of them, a horrible death in itself. But many that responded after that event never saw the other weapon secretly, silently, quietly overtaking them only to kill them at a later time. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Don't forget that we have other shows coming up after this one. We have uh, Kilo Sierra, our buddy Kilo Sierra, the man that walks on the tarmac, the red carpet of the MTA Awards, the man himself that is a kung fu expert, the man that has a whole lot to tell us how his summer went, and we're eagerly awaiting. But we have coming up uh, September 18th mass shooting, and we're going to talk about uh, the issue with mass shootings, why now, how you can probably prepare yourself a little bit better for that event. So don't miss it out. It's going to be myself and Kilo Sierra. We will be on the mic talking about mass shootings. Then again, September 25th, our last show in September, short stocking, not as in woman stocking, for home defense. And it's a, a tactical training with shotguns. People say shotguns are one of the best remedies for home defense. Some people will differ on that subject, but we're going to cover this subject. Short stock shocking. Stocking. Yeah, I'm even confusing myself. On September 25th. All right. It's time for the main event. have a lot to talk about, and I definitely want to talk about my hero of September 11th, and that is Detective Lou Alvarez. But before we get to Detective Alvarez and his heroics, during, after the event, and even today after his life, let's talk a little bit about September 11th. Of course, 18 years ago, September 11th, 2001, 2,996 people were killed at the World Trade Center. Injured over 6,000 people. And the numbers continuously increase. Of course, we know it was not only the World Trade Center in New York City. It was also the Pentagon 
the military headquarters in Washington, D.C., was attacked with a plane attack. Also, United Airlines Flight 93 crashed in Somerset, Pennsylvania, as what experts believe it was headed towards either the White House in Washington, D.C., or the Capitol. One of the victims in Flight 93 was a police officer. And he himself and other passengers went to attack the cabin where the terrorists were to try to retake the plane. And the famous cry of let's roll came out of nowhere. As we know, the plane crashed. We lost 71 police officers or officers, law enforcement officers at the World Trade Center. We lost one in Flight 93. And here are the numbers that kind of paint the picture that we're trying to paint here. And not trying to make it simplistic because, remember, many, many are dying after the fact. But look at these numbers. Uh, Emergency medical technicians in New York City the day of the event died eight total. New York Fire Patrol was one patrolman was, was killed. 23 police officers from the New York City Police Department. 37 police officers of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. And look at this number. This is tragic. I mean, when I first heard this number, my knees buckled. 343 firefighters from the New York City Fire Department perished. That in itself tells you the call that first responders have and how they face death every single day. We need to, to remember that. If you want to remember the victims of 9-11, remember the ones that are alive today when you see them in uniform. They represent those that sacrificed so much on 9-11. Of course, those numbers continue to grow, and they continue to grow every day. We look into the EPA during September 11th of 2001, shortly after, days after that event. Christine Todd Whitman was the secretary of the EPA. She told us everything was fine only to shatter so many lives. So many lives were shattered as a result of that one lie. 43% of the responders of World Trade Center, over 65,000 in those days that followed, 43% have chronic conditions. Firefighters have a Currently, an upswing of 20% more with cancer, coming down with cancer, that they had responded. Hundreds and hundreds of tons of asbestos fall, fell upon these victims and was removed from the World Trade Center. 
a total, as I said, 90,000 volunteers, many of those because the World Trade Center Health Program treats 65,000, but 90,000 responded after the World Trade, after the event of 9-11, but only 65,000 are being treated. That means you have a lot of people walking around there that don't know or that they haven't come down with the symptoms yet. Hopefully they don't. Back in 2015, our Congress, our misfit Congress, that consistently discourages us, consistently betrays us, consistently defrauds us, they shortened the response bill for those victims of 9-11 in 2015 to a grand total of $11 billion. I know there's a lot of people out there like to Trump bash, but when the Congress decided to short the bill by $11 billion, he wasn't in office. He needed to go blame somebody else. But this is not a matter of blame. This is not a matter of Democrat or Republican. This is a matter of doing the right thing for those people that did the right thing for us. I want to concentrate now on our heroes, and they are the also the victims. They're one and the same. You see, our heroes that responded, our heroes that succumbed to their injuries after, and those that, of course, died during the event, are all one and the same. But today, most importantly, I want to just concentrate on a hero that shocked the nation when everybody looked as he was testifying before Congress trying to get those funds that were badly running out to be replenished. His name was Detective Lou Alvarez of the NYPD, retired. He was 53 years young when he died. I remember seeing him on television as he was testifying before Congress. He had no color. He looked ill. I remember looking and saying, what in the world is that? It shocked me when I saw it. I knew the gentleman next to him was the actor or comedian. And I said, that man is beyond ill. It was, it was an image that I will very, very, very much in my life will remember. I knew he was suffering from something such as cancer. It was that horrific when you, I saw it. Lou Alvarez came to us from Cuba, Hispanic-American. And as a young boy, he arrived to New York City and he assimilated his, him and his family in a section of New York City in Queens called Astoria. Astoria is the proud home of 
many Greek Americans, Italian Americans, and there are many Cuban Americans there too. The story is no different than any other town in America. People, of course, have pride in their history. They have pride in the city that they live in. They have pride in this country, in the areas of Astoria. They believe in the American dream. Lou Alvarez did too. As he grew up and became a man and graduated from high school, he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps serving our country back in 1984. After he did his tour of duty there in the Marine Corps, the police academy in 1990, graduating and beginning his career with the NYPD, he reached the level of detective where he was assigned his last assignment to the bomb squad. After he did his retirement in 2010, 20 years he served, he went on to work for the TSA as an explosive expert. And he did that until 2017, on, up until he was diagnosed with cancer. He survived by three sons, David, 29, Tyler, 19, Benjamin, 16, his parents, two brothers, and a sister. And thousands of cops, correction officers, firefighters, all he left behind. Unfortunately, Lou also left behind a whole bunch of hypocritical politicians that really didn't have their best heart for these responders. And if you're in law enforcement, you know about that backup personnel that's worthless. Everybody has one. Everybody's seen it or experienced it in their career. They got two left feet. When they get there, they usually eat the floor, and they end up causing more problems than helping. Well, that reminds me always of the politician. Never responds adequately, fumbles the ball, trips, falls, and makes a bigger mess than what was originally there. Because of Louis Alvarez and his fight, he became a hero to so many Americans. He was on the front cover of every magazine imaginable, every newspaper in America. That image of him deteriorating to almost nothing. The man had 69 chemotherapies. 69. I can tell you that that's a huge amount of chemotherapy. And you look at Lou Alvarez's photograph there, how he must have felt testifying in front of Congress, weak, hungered, tired. Everything imaginable comes to my mind. But he had to continue the fight. 
He met with a lot of congressmen personally also. It wasn't only just testifying. It was a long battle. I believe that Lou Alvarez's fight was the toughest he fought was in the halls of Congress. So my question is today, why? Why was it Lou Alvarez's hardest fight? What have we turned into as a country when we can't respect the men and women of this country that put on a uniform and sacrifice? Well, everybody runs away from the threat. They run towards it. They give everything. When they succumb to their injuries or when they die of a result of their actions, how many members of their family suffer? How many? How many have died this year? When we look at these law enforcement officers, I think it's about time that we as Americans look at our law enforcement officers that serve us every day, and when we see them gallantly in uniform, we remember all those that died in 9-11. All those are responded and died as well. The fight is real. What can we do? Well, we can do so much to continue the fight. One thing that we cannot do is forget. Our survival depends on it. Today we have an atmosphere that is more and more against law enforcement against the good of the order. The bad guy's the good guy, the good guy's the bad guy. But it doesn't have to be like that. When you see an officer, thank him. When you see a correction officer or a firefighter, thank them. Their jobs are tirelessly Um, a lot of people just don't take out the time to thank them. We can't thank them enough. How many tragedies have we've had of mass shootings in this country that the responders are the ones that saved the day? I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe it was in Indiana somewhere. Uh, There was a shooting in a bar. It was right after a mass shooting and The police officers responded to the incident, took care of business, took out the shooter. That's what they do. They run towards the bullets, not away. We need to remember that. The tragedies of 9-11, I hope, are never repeated. I'm saddened by all those that died. I'm saddened by the ones that had to jump out a window in the World Trade Center because they prefer... They had to pick their death. Do I burn alive or do I jump out a window? Sad in itself. Those tragic days told me a lot. That if we do humble ourselves and we do recognize there is a creator, there will be a better future. We have to start with our own society And our society has to humble themselves 
and know that we cannot live as a society without police officers and public servants working for us. We can't disrespect them. We can't shoot them like dogs. I recently saw on the on a news clipping a female police officer was taken down somewhere in California with his creep disarms her, takes the gun and shoots a couple of rounds, I guess to scare her. I don't know what it was. This is the society we've turned into. And we were so hypocritical after 9-11 to say, never forget. Now we're disarming cops and shooting at them. We have to be a better nation. We have to recognize other people's sacrifices. And we have to respect human life. God placed this great nation of ours at these times for a purpose. I'm not going to sit here and try to discuss what that purpose is. Not today. But I know that each individual has a purpose in this country to honor its country. Our laws that may be flawed, but we need to honor them. Our constitution that a lot of people think are flawed, but we have to honor it. Our flag that may be flawed to some people still needs to be honored and standing for it. Because the sacrifice of those that gave so much for that flag, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, and the list goes on, died for that flag. Now, no man should disrespect it. Not one. Because all died for that flag. For freedom. It's a much deeper rooted problem that we have. 9-11 is a speed bump in the road where Americans need to focus on what values are important. It's important to realize we wither away like the grass in our lives are but a moment on this earth. Make the most of it. Help mankind become a better person. I never met Lou Alvarez, but I can share Lou Alvarez's heart. A young man that came from Cuba, his parents probably didn't speak a lick of English. They assimilated in the greatest city in the world, New York City. He took pride in becoming an American. He took pride in living in New York City. He served his country in the United States Marine Corps. He served the city of New York as a police officer, reaching the grade of detective. And he served the nation again as a TSA official as an explosive expert. I am and you are 
much richer today because we have met Lou Alvarez. The sacrifice of an immigrant embracing our country, working for our country, believing in its values, and dying in honorable death. This is Alpha Mike, and it has been my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. As always, continue to pray for you, yourself, because without you in the fight, we have nothing for your family, for your community, for your agency, and for the United States of America. May the Lord continue to bless Lou Alvarez's family in honoring his sacrifice. I'm out. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home. Thirteen twenty-two. The Raider Cup Nation.